In this episode of Josh Schmidt Raw, I sit down with Montana Valverde and we talk about mindset and her journey as an entrepreneur. And she's got some amazing things to say, and I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear this one. Before we get into this episode, I want to let you guys know that I do offer coaching and consulting. If you're wanting to either start a business or help take your business to the next level, shoot me an email, joshschmidtraw at gmail.com, and I'd love to connect with you. Now, let's get into the episode. Here we are, episode number four of Josh Schmidt Raw. I have a very special guest, Montana Valverde. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Of course. I was scrolling my FYP. That's how I'm finding all my guests on TikTok. I'm just like, they talk business. They talk something I'm interested in. Let's uh, let's chat. And I reached out and you said, let's do this thing. So here, here we are. Tell us, tell, I mean, we're just going to take a journey of, of, of Montana. We're going to (laughs) find out like, you know, how your, how your entrepreneurial journey started and, and some of the stuff you're into, what's working, what, like some of the things you've learned, like, like, take it away. Let's go back. Let's go back in time a little bit to where the, where the journey began. Yeah. So I uh, started as a business owner. Well, I started working online uh, in direct sales when I was 21 and I'm 25 now. And so I started selling on social media and then I got really good at it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I could teach people how to do this. Like maybe this could be something that I can turn into a business or even like a side hustle. And so I pivoted back in 2021 into starting my own online coaching business. And now I've built that business to over six figures, which is really exciting. And uh, I've just been helping people, primarily service providers and coaches who are in the online space. I help them master their mind and scale and monetize on social media. So that's a little bit about what I do and um, who I am. I'm from Vancouver, Canada. I am born and raised in Canada, but I've lived all over the States as well um, in a past life when I was a dancer. So now I'm an entrepreneur and I love what I do. I'm so blessed and grateful to be able to serve and help people. And TikTok has been so cool because it's been a newer venture for me, something that I um, never really saw myself doing. I was more like in the Instagram world. And then somebody kind of gave me a little gentle nudge and was like, you should get over on that TikTok thing. You should, you know, give it a try. And so I started posting on there and um, yeah, we've we've grown the platform to almost 25,000 followers in the past um, two weeks, which is wild, very exciting, huge growth. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm really grateful for everything. Yeah, that I mean, the post I saw was definitely going viral. Like, yeah, yeah. How, <laughs> how many how many millions of views did that end up? It has 2.6 million now. I love it. I love <laughs> it. And that just that kind of like catapulted the the growth. Yeah. 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 It's that's that's wild. So you are coaching coaches. Yeah. Right, And I'm guessing you're doing that because a lot of them want to focus on their craft and not marketing. Yeah. So what I, what I did first was build my own coaching business by selling the same techniques and strategies that I used to grow in direct sales. And so once I built my own coaching business, then I pivoted into helping other coaches. So it's kind of just been like a stacking thing, but you're absolutely right. Like a lot of people are starting to realize number one, that they don't necessarily love their nine to five careers maybe, or they want to try something new, but they don't know how to get started or where to get started, or they have a passion for creating something, but they just don't really know where to go with it or how to, especially how to get on social media and and monetize it. So that's kind of where I come into play. I work with people to usually help them get to at least like their first $5,000 a month. um, And then eventually on there, they can scale and grow. So that's primarily where my focus is right now. And then really big on the mindset piece, like Mindset, I personally believe, is like the foundation of all business. If you don't have your mindset, you won't be able to scale. And 
I started with personal development and self-growth. I was really involved in the Tony Robbins world. And that's part of the reason why I think I've been able to stick it out for so long. Um, and so I, I make that one of the key pillars inside of my business model as well. So let's dig into mindset a little bit. Yeah. What, uh, is it something that like you, you, you learned at a, at a young age to have a pretty positive mindset or did it, did it come in, in, in time? Because it took me damn near 40 years to, <laughs> to really see myself in a light that wasn't negative. So I, I actually, I think there was always a part of me that like knew this world of self-education and personal growth existed, but I, I kind of thought it was just like self-help. I didn't really get how it was going to apply to my life. Um, and then I went to a Tony Robbins event, did a virtual event, and I was like awakened by this whole new idea of what life could really look like if I committed to mastery and uh, like mastering my mindset. And a lot of it was actually like spiritual a little bit as well, but also me kind of going in and like reframing a lot of these limiting beliefs and this conditioning that I had really been brought up through in my life. Um, love my parents to bits, but they did what they could with the best that they had. And I think that's all parents, right? Like they were, my parents were both uh, business oriented and so they were really driven, were very focused people, sometimes really hard on me. And so that was a blessing and a, and a curse because it forced me to become very, very independent at such a young age. I moved out when I was 17. But also, I think there was a lot of things that I carried with me into my adulthood. And when I started doing my journey of personal development and really working on my mindset, I had to let go of some of those outdated belief systems that were keeping me stuck. A lot of people struggle with being able to create and do things in their life because of their fear or their upbringing, because there are so many beliefs that they've held on to that maybe weren't even theirs to begin with, like things that are, are just been adopted into their day-to-day -day life. And in their adult life now, they're trying to live and they can't because there's all of these, these barriers or these blockages. And I used to have this belief system that you have to have evidence to support why you're good at something. And that used to really, really hold me back from even doing anything in my life. And I had to surrender that and like let that go, let go of the imposter syndrome and say, you know what, I'm going to be a beginner before I can be anything else, before I can be good, before I can be great, before I be an expert, I'm going to suck at this. And that's okay. And I I think embracing the beginner phases of anything that you do, especially for everybody who's listening, who has the, you know a tug on your heart to try something differently, just really trust yourself and know that like you need to gain those skills and capabilities. And it's okay if you're not good at them in the beginning, because you can learn, you can grow. And that's the power of really working on your mindset. If you don't work on your mindset, you won't be able to kind of get to that place. I think that is so well said <laughs> because that, I mean, that was me. I was, I was, I needed the evidence of some kind of success to then feel worthy to be able to teach anything right. or to, to, to motivate people or to, you know, because I felt like I had nothing. I felt like I had nothing to offer because I had nothing to show for it. So one of the things that I, I live by is that you can measure the amount of followers you have on TikTok. You can measure the amount of sales you make in your business, but you can never measure the amount of impact that you have on other people. Yeah. And when you really prioritize serving at the forefront of your mission and you care about people and you fall in love with your customers and your clients more than your products and your services, that's when business becomes really, really exciting and fun. And so for me, in the beginning, I was so stressed about making sure that I could get outcomes that I wasn't even really thinking about the people who were receiving them. And so that was a big change and a shift for me. I had to go from being like 
okay, I'm a business owner too. I'm a life changer. Like how can I physically change the well-being of these people? How can I like help them live a little bit better than they did yesterday? Like people always ask me, Montana, what do you think is your purpose? And I always say my purpose is to leave this world a little bit better than it found me. And if I can do that in any capacity, whether it be with a TikTok video or a program that people buy from me or a YouTube video that they watch or whatever it may be, if a podcast episode, if I can do that and make like even the slightest little um, you know, change for them or have them have an aha moment, like I win. And you have to keep that as like the foundation, your book selling, like it changed people's lives and whoever comes across it again, it will change their lives. And you just have to keep freaking going. You cannot give up and let vanity metrics or like a bump in the road, hold you back from continuing. Cause most people do. There's like a very small percentage of people who look at success, their own version of success and go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go until no matter what. I'm going to create an attitude that supports my compelling future. And I'm not going to stop until I get there. No matter what happens, whether you build it all and you lose it all, or you have to rebuild it 10 times over, it doesn't matter. Like as long as you fall in love with that journey and you continue to show up for yourself every single day. So that's what shifted for me. People oriented. I really started focusing on my clients and their results. I started falling in love with everything that they were doing and creating. I let my communities kind of guide me and show me like, okay, what do I need to be putting out there next? What do people need? What do people want? What are they, what is supporting them in their life? And then I just never gave up and I don't plan on ever giving up. <laughs> There's so much to your verbiage. What do they, <laughs> what do they need? Right? Oh yeah. What do they need? That's, that's so huge. I mean, you, it becomes easy to promote yourself when you realize how much good you're doing. Right. It becomes easy to promote your products when you realize it's changing and it's impacting people. Yeah. That's, that's what I think for myself, I always had this view of like, Oh, promotion is spam because I would see that all the time. You know, like, yeah. this, I, I don't feel like that word is used quite as much as it used to be, but like back when I was first starting out, it was like, Oh, don't, don't put a link to your own site. That's spam. Don't don't. And it's like, so I'm, I'm like, I have to fully rely on organic traffic right but then I'm in, I'm in some cases i'm hitting the front page of google i'm hitting like high on itunes i'm hitting or apple podcast like yeah but i'm still not seeing the traffic that i need to bring in the revenue that i'm <laughs> that, that i want but i'm not supposed to promote it because it's spam and it like messed with my head right and so mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about promotion and how you you know, how you're able to go about like really offering your services and, and, and the mindset that goes into realizing like, yo, in some cases I'm throwing the life preserver to the, to the person that's drowning with the, the solutions that I bring. So the number one thing with organic growth that I've noticed, because I've never once ever paid for an ad ever. And, um, everything I've done is been organic growth. And so it can feel like a slow process in the beginning, but if you're so focused on putting things out there with the sole intention of helping people like you put something out there and you're like I know this is going to land so big for someone and you do that over and over and over again that compounded value builds tremendous trust with people and that's one of the biggest reasons why I've been able to grow a community is because I put stuff out there without expecting anything in return like the content that I put out into the world I'm like take it use it run with it I hope you apply it to your life I hope you apply it to your businesses this is probably stuff you'd pay thousands of dollars for in a, some other program from someone else I'm gonna give it to you for free because I want you to win like I have that kind of mindset with my content creation because I genuinely believe that like if we give like the sun, the whole world grows tall. So number one is like 
taking yourself out of the equation. You're not putting content out there for yourself. You're putting content out there to physically help other people. You get to experience all of the benefits and the rewards that come with it when people actually come through and actually start buying your products. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a strategy in place. You need a marketing strategy. You need some sort of content strategy to be able to sustain some level of growth and to start seeing results. But your business is always going to be 80% mindset, 20% strategy. So if you are putting stuff out there and you're getting frustrated, it's probably because something up here is is not right. There's something that you got to work on, an attitude shift, maybe a perspective. Your life is as good as your mindset. So your business will be as well. You have to kind of shift your perspective on things. Okay, maybe I've been putting stuff out there for the sole purpose of getting likes and views. What if I just start putting stuff out there to help people? Like, what if I just start putting stuff out there that is extremely valuable that no one would be able to Google or find on YouTube or whatever, like just stuff that people really, really need that can make a difference. And then they can go, dang, she gave all that for free. Can you imagine what it'd be like to work with her? Like how incredible that's kind of the process. I I love it. I'm going to go back a little bit. You were talking about your parents and how they, they, they were doing their best. And I know some of my mindset definitely comes from, from my dad. Right. And like, it's not a it's not a negative mm-hmm. ne- necessarily but if you ask my dad how does somebody get rich you know what his answer would be what work hard <laughs> you just said oh no my so heart. <laughs> yeah right so I'll, I'll give you a little sneak peek into when i was like when i was on the grind i was up at 4 30 at the gym no i'm sorry i was up at 2 30 a.m at the gym I was working 10 hours building cabinets while listening to podcasts and learning about business. I was then coming home and streaming and making content, doing podcasts, writing blog articles, you know, like during break at work, I'd write a blog post and then get it up on my site during, during my second break, get a second post up. Like, like I was, I was a content machine and I was awake for 21 hours a day, sometimes more trying to like if 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 working hard is all it takes then i'm gonna make sure i work harder than anybody yeah and it didn't account like it it just compounded my frustration because i'm i'm working my ass off and you know by the time i sat down in therapy and i was just like a like a like an open nerve of just frustration because i'm like everything i'm told i should do i'm doing and none of it's working how do i fix this and it all boiled down to mindset. Now, I want to ask, when I said hard work, why did you respond the way you did? Uh, well, I, I was definitely fed that same belief of like, you have to work really hard to earn a lot of money. And now that I've even kind of dipped my toe into the financial world, I've learned that you got to get your money to work really hard to mm-hmm. make you a lot of money, <laughs> make you a lot of money. But in business, especially, it's all about working smarter, not harder. I learned really quickly how to how, how, how much I struggled with letting go of control. And this is something that was probably one of the most pieces, valuable pieces of advice I was ever given. It was do what you do best and hire the rest, right? So if there's any way for you to be able to outsource areas that are not your zone of genius, that's only going to deplete you in energy. And I think a lot of the time we're told to focus on our weaknesses, like work on our weaknesses. I think that's the biggest lie in the world. You, you should do what you do best and let somebody else who does that other thing that you're not good at, who is really good at it, do that as well. And then you guys can all win. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we shouldn't work on our skills and improve our skills. There's going to be times in business where you're going to have to do things that you really don't want to do. But if you're committed to doing the thing that you're really good at really, really well, and you do it consistently and you do it often, you continue to work on it. Eventually, you'll be able to outsource those other areas that 
maybe aren't your zone of genius or things that you're not really good at. And that's how you build a team. It takes a village. I don't know any single serial entrepreneur or multimillionaire who did it literally all by themselves without a team or any help. And as cool as it may sound to say I'm self-made and I did this whole, I carried the whole thing on my back and everything on my back, like there's no value in that. Being able to go and connect with people who also share same similar skills and interests and they have the same values as you do, but they do something better than you that you don't really like doing and bring them on and working as, as a collaboration and bring them together. Like that's, that's how these ma- major companies and, and impact and, you know, changes are made in the world. So that's, that's what I say about hard work. It's working smarter, not harder, just be smart. And I think the other part of this is time. Like we're told if we work really, really, really hard, we're going to get better outcomes than maybe somebody who didn't put as much time in so wrong, right? Time is our most valuable asset on earth. It's, some money is a renewable resource. You're always going to be able to find a way to make more money, but you can't find a way to buy back your time. And I heard this quote recently and it changed my freaking life. And it was about being ready. And it said, ready isn't going to save you. Only you can do that. And I was like, dang, that's so good. Like you are never going to be ready to take those brave leaps and listen to the callings on your heart to go after or make something that you've always wanted to make or start something for the very first time or hire your first employee or whatever it may be. But it's like, if you really truly value your time and you want to be able to buy back as much of it in the future, that's going to be one of the best ways that you can do that. I think there's way too many people in the world who pretend like their time and their happiness doesn't matter. And I think it's reckless and irresponsible. Your time matters. It's very, very important. And you don't want to look back on your life and go, these are all the things I could have been. These are all the people that I could have been connected with. These are all the lives I could have changed. But instead I was stuck and fixated on just doing what I had always been doing rather than figuring out a different way to leverage my time. It's that's, that's like, wow. There's so much I want to unpack from that. Uh, (laughs) How did you go about what maybe maybe you can give some examples of how you went about working smarter not harder how did you how did you go because the reason i ask one of the podcasts i used to listen to was called the solopreneur podcast right <laughs> so it was like you know and when and when when you get into the content space you look at an individual mr beast yep. um right you see but he has a team yeah. he and even listening to his story now he talks about how it was him with 10 other youtubers or something i don't know the number but like and they just got nerdy with seo and thumbnails and with feedback to each other right yeah how were you able to find that kind of early on where you you didn't necessarily feel alone in the space because i, I talked to a lot of people and they're like this is just fucking lonely like yeah. it is, it, it, and yeah. it, it, it sucks. You're like, you think you need the success to then, you know, prove to people you're worth being, you know, having friends or, you know, that kind of thing. And, and then have the time to have friends because you're, you're working seven days a week, not really sleeping, not really. How do you have time for friends? You're trying to be, you know, you're trying to be everything, you know, yeah. your, your entire team. How were you, how were you able to start? Like, how were you able to start working smarter? 
So number one is, especially when you're just getting started and maybe you don't have the financial means to be able to invest in helping, having other people come in and help you. There are, we were just talking about this before we started recording AI. There are so many incredible third-party resources that exist in this world today. You can build a website in under an hour. You can use AI to help you to write email copy. You can use Canva to be able to become a graphic designer overnight. There are so many different tools that you can leverage. And I learned this from Tony Robbins. He says, it's never due to a lack of resources that a leader will fail. It's always due to a lack of resourcefulness on behalf of the leader. Mm. And so we have to get resourceful with all of the amazing free tools around us to be able to leverage our time and then ultimately be able to like let go or let them take on tasks. So having an email marketing system that's automated, like doing the work to be able to actually put things in place so that way you can show up and do what you do best. So that's what I did early on. I was like, you know what? I am going to go leverage all of these tools because I don't have these skills entirely. Of course, I'm like at this point in my journey, embarking on YouTube university and trying to learn everything that I can learn online because I didn't go to college or university. And while in the process of doing that, I went, you know what, let's start working smarter, not harder. Where are some other these, some of these other websites and apps that I can download to be able to have my work be, you know, organized and done for me in some capacity and take the workload off myself eventually so that I can, I can outsource it. There, there is, uh, there's, there's something that's been coming to my mind as you've been talking about this. And I, I saw this study, it was just a TikTok, and it was, um, you've probably seen the rice study where they set up rice in a in a jar, just white rice. One says love, one says hate. Have you seen this before? No, I've never seen it. So if you speak love to the one and hate to the other, the one that's hate turns black and gets disgusting. Wow. And looks and the one that you speak love to and positive things will yeah. stay thriving. So right? then they take it a step further, and this guy did it with water. And you said something a, a little bit ago that, that really made me think about this, especially like where we, where we either leverage or really try to start working with others. Mm -hmm. And he, he labeled every Petri dish, you know, love, hate, like different words that he would speak. And then he would freeze that water. Well, the positive words look like beautiful snowflakes. Like the ice crystals were amazing, but the negative ones were uh, the, the, the molecules look like they were running from each other and they look like, and the one that hit me the hardest was when they said, let's do this. It looked like a perfect, like just probably the snowflake you're envisioning in your mind is what it looks like. Right. But when they said, do it basically by yourself, instead of the, the let's do it, it looked like a bullet had gone through the snowflake and, and like shattered the it, it wasn't necessarily a shadow it was like it was like a ripple effect but it looked mangled just from the difference in words from let's do it to do it when we messaged early on you were like i gotta check with my team like are you finding like when you when you transition from being alone to having you know whether it be an employee or a, mm -hmm. a partner or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. what what did that do to like was it just mostly a sense of relief of like, oh, I don't have to do everything now? Or what What? What were you feeling at that point? Well, I think there's power in understanding how everything works in your own business. Um, but it's not necessarily a requirement for you to do it all the time. And so 
I started looking at like my to-do list and I got really honest with myself and I was like, okay, what is the 20% that's going to get me 80% of the results? Because I can't be doing everything all the time. And when I started to even bring other people in, I still found myself wanting to, the attachment style was there. I wanted to be in control. I wanted to be able to see everything. And it was really hard to like, kind of let go at, at some points. And I'm still very much in control of 90% of the business, but there's certain things that I've outsourced and I've, I've had people come in and help me with. And so, yeah, I, I think honestly, at, at the end of the day, like you were talking about with that AI, we just have so many resources. We have so many amazing resources that exist in this world. I'm so grateful to be in a society and, a, and living in 2023 where we just have so many options. And the internet is so powerful. We can use the internet to build my whole business was built on social media. I just think that's wild organically. Like that's just, how does that happen? Right. So there's so much opportunity out there in the world. There's so many different things that we can do and we can create and we can be. And uh, I just think that we need to go out there and we need to do them. I love it. Let's uh, how have you gone about marketing some of your, some of your, like, you know, your coaching, yeah. you, you, we talked before we started recording that you do have your own podcast, but it's mm -hmm. like, what are, what are, right now, 2023, somebody starting this, what are you saying that they should lean into the most, um, to help build their brand and get their name out there? Uh, get on social media, get on Instagram and TikTok, um, and just start putting content out there. I believe in messy action over no action. And one of the things I think people believe, or at least my know from my client's perspective, this is what I hear a lot, is I need it to be perfect. I need it to be high quality. There's so many other people who are doing it at such a high quality. I don't have, you know, the tech to be able to create the videos that I want to create. And I always say that paralysis by analysis is actually like really taking away from the compounded habit that you're going to build from posting content every day. Because you would, the next year is going to go by whether you decide to do something with your life or not, whether you decide to post your content or not, the time's going to continue to go by. So wouldn't you rather look back on six months of consistent hard work effort, even if the content wasn't the best content, even if it wasn't perfect, even if the lighting was off just a little bit, it doesn't matter. Just put stuff out there and start building a personal brand. That's the number one thing you have to do. Because once people start to fall in love with you and they know who you are, you can put out whatever you want. And that's why these big big box companies are literally coming to influencers who have communities and audiences and saying, Hey, let's do a brand partnership. Let's connect because they have a closer relationship with their audience. People buy people. They, and your personal brand will be the reason why somebody reaches out behind someone else's product to purchase yours because of your ability to be able to connect with them. So that's, that's the first thing. If you're getting started, like start putting content out there, make it a habit to put content out there. Don't do it when you feel like it. Don't do it because you of what you see other people doing, like put it out there to serve and help people and do it every day, non-negotiably show up for yourself. If you show up and you keep showing up consistently, you're going to have six months of progress that you can actually play with and look back on. You cannot manage what you do not measure. So if you measure that, that, six, that, that success or that progress that you're making, then you can ultimately start to improve and get better. So just put stuff out there. That's the thing I would say. What's like paralysis by analysis. You hit the nail on the head because... <laughs> It doesn't go away once you get the gear because then you're like, wait, I only have my phone with me. I don't yep. have my nice camera. I guess I can't make anything now. Yep. It's like, no, I just <laughs> get like, and the other thing I tell people too, I'm like, you, you are telling me that you want to, you want to have the, you know, the pro setup and the, the, the 4k camera and all this stuff yet 
Tell me about the last 50 TikToks that you hit like on and what kind of camera do you think they were made with? Yeah. You know, and they're like, yeah. oh yeah. I get like, <laughs> like it's about what we're saying and what we're doing more than what it, what it all looks like. And yeah. the, the, I saw a tweet yesterday that was like, you know, if you have shit content, you're just going to put it out and, and create 4k shit content. <laughs> like it's not yeah. gonna... <laughs> <laughs> so true though. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was it was a great it was a great tweet. So, well, what tell us about your podcast a little bit? Where can people find that? Yeah, so it's called the Global Network. We're on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. I'm an episode coming out this week, which is very exciting. But essentially, it's all about helping people with mindset, business, and then we're going to incorporate a little bit more wellness into it as well. Um, but yeah, we just we share little tips of hits of inspiration, little insights to help you get going for the day, get your mindset in the right place. Essentially what I wanted the podcast to be was something that people could subconsciously absorb while still being able to have an impact on what they're doing in their day-to-day life. Not something where they have to sit down and take notes all day, but rather something where they can be driving, they can be cooking, they could be you know, commuting to work and they can still take a lot away and it leaves them feeling inspired and feeling feeling good. So that's kind of what we cover on side of the podcast. And then my TikTok and my Instagram page are where I primarily post the majority of the content. And then I've got my, my email list and everything available in my links through bio there. Got you. And then is there just a, a, a main website as your as your hub yeah so i use stan store right now um i'm partnered with stan so i use stan store on my tiktok in my link in bio and then people can directly book with me whether it's a coaching session or they want to join one of my programs right there and then the link to my podcast is actually up there as well with the icons if you ever want to want to go check it out and listen to it stan store is the absolute best best love it i i love it i want to get them on here actually to talk about it because it's it's so great yeah uh who who should reach out to you? Like what, what kind of, what kind of people, like what kind of, what kind of business owners, what kind of like, who should reach out to you? So if you are a coach or a service provider and you're looking to scale your business to $5,000 and above, um, and you're struggling with marketing, you're struggling with your mindset, you're struggling with what to do. You feel frazzled, you feel over the place. Um, definitely come reach out to me and we can connect and I can uh, share with you some of the things that we can do to help support you in your business. But that, that's primarily who I work with. So photographers, um, personal trainers, people who run virtual assistant businesses, content creators, people who are in user generated content, like anything to do with service providing and being a coach. It's primarily where we, uh, where we focus. All right. Well, I'll make sure I have the, your links will be in the description to your, to your stand store directly. So yeah. I'm sure they can probably book a, yeah. like a discovery call or something. Yeah. You there. can book a coaching session with me or a discovery call. You can also just send me a, a message on, on TikTok or Instagram. You can DM me, um, with all of your concerns, or if you have any questions or if there's anything that we covered in this episode and you're like, Hey, I want you to talk about that more. I want to learn a little bit more about that. Just feel free to send it over and I'm happy to connect. Amazing. All right. Well, Montana, thank you so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to let everybody know how amazing you are. I think what you're doing is incredible. And I just feel really blessed and honored to be here to hear all of the things and the wisdom that you have to say. I know my listeners are going to be listening to this as well. So definitely go check them out. You guys are amazing. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. 